Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Hey, do you know why we're here? Yeah, free sausages. That's why I'm here. And plenty of Pepsi. Excuse me. I'm Drew Candycorn Movie Choices Hallam. I own this hotel. Now let's all just uh, sit down and let's cut to the chase. <laughs> cut! Cutting to the chase! <laughs> well, you'll all laugh later. Now, as you know, the odds of winning a jackpot or the state lottery are a million to one. The odds are astronomical. But today you have the chance at playing a game where the odds are one in six. One throw of the dice. That's why I've gathered you podcasters here today. Stephen Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies. Father and son team Jeff and Al from Cadavercast. Two girls on a bench, Trisha, Shauna. And the cinema guy's very own Brad. Moxie from Your Brain on Facts. And of course, Jack and Nathan of the Real Feels podcast. You all know the odds when it comes to podcasting and putting on quality shows. Ah, Melissa of Brook Reading. Your curiosity has got the better of you. Join us. Oh, I'm good right here, thanks. Please, go on. Now, 563 miles from here is a little town known as Silver City, New Mexico. Gold Rush. Ooh, bonus fact. This was the second largest gold find in U.S. history. Ah, quite right, Jack and Moxie. Excellent note. Good job, Jack. Jack should be our captain. Captain Jack. I like it. In that town, there is a recording studio. In that recording studio, there are some personal lockers on the right. You'll each be given six identical keys, each opening the same locker, 001. Inside the locker is a duffel bag containing... Two million downloads. First one there. Keeps it all. And, uh, that's it. <sighs> Go. Whoa, 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 wait. You can't just pick people at random. Yeah, that's crazy. I can do anything I like, gentlemen. I'm eccentric. <laughs> Go. A race? Al, we got this. Steve, I'm way too sober for this, and I have pants on. Can you pop my top? Of course, baby. Oh, my top! What are the rules? Ah, there's only one rule. Are you ready? There are no rules. Go! Trisha, you got our snack book ready? Kazoos? <laughs> Locked and loaded. So when you say go... You mean go? Uh, it seems like he's saying that the race has begun. Ah, correct you are, and right now, Melissa is winning because she's closest to the door! Hello? Oh, for God's sakes. Hey. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Woo. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it is the Real Feels Podcast, and I'm excited everyone is here. Who's ready for a race? 
a race, a race, a rat, rat race. <laughs> this is uh, host Jack. I'm playing the uh, dead heart on ice. And this is uh, Nathan. I just want to say I'm not a bus driver. Okay, this shirt is not my shirt. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not my pants. These pants are not my pants. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Feels Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about our screwball comedy genre. But more importantly, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Thank you for joining. Every two weeks, we bring you a different movie genre of a different kind with a new movie to be paired with it. And I am ever so excited for our screwball comedy. It is my choice of 2001's Fortnightly. Rat Race. Fortnitely. Mm. Fortnitely. Just for all the bean footage. Yeah, no beans. The bean this, this movie doesn't deserve beans. There's nobody dumber than the Cody Brothers. Except maybe this guy. Miss, can I have another one of these, please? Oh, sorry. I thought you were a woman. I am a woman. Or even this guy. Okay, so none of these people have a brain in their head. There's a bathroom in the back. The latch is broken. Everybody could just come in. So what? You ain't got nothing the other Lucy's haven't seen already. <laughs> Not necessarily. I got it! I got it! But all of them would go anywhere. To win two million dollars. First one there keeps it all. Rowan Atkinson, Seth Green, John Cleese, Cuba Gooding Jr. Guess what I got back there? A human heart. Want to see it? Rat race. Jack hates my What is this? Is this episode 95? 94, 95? This is episode 94. We're getting close to 100. So, in almost almost 100 episodes of podcasting, do we count the Patreon episodes? Uh, Yes, actually, I do count the Patreon episodes. So, in almost 100 episodes of podcasting, given I wasn't involved in, what would you say, the first 8, 10 of the first season? Mm, Maybe, maybe like the first You were involved in one. This is, this this hits... Well, yeah. Willow, Willow, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this uh, yeah. is a movie I've never seen before. And congratulations, it's a movie that I absolutely <laughs> hate. Like, Equilibrium in Sleepless in Seattle looks like a shining beacon on top of the mountain. Like, the beacons are lit, Gondor calls oh for aid. Oh my gosh. I could not get anything from this movie. Nothing. <laughs> I did it. Jack hates a movie. He would rather watch. I would rather like, watch Beautician and the Beast. I, from, no, no, no. I am from I American history. <laughs> I would rather watch Fran Drescher. If you were like, like, all right, you've got two choices today, Jack. You want to watch Sleepers, <laughs> or do you want to watch Rat Race? <laughs> I'd go with Sleepers every time. Can we have. Can we have sleepers in American History X back to back instead of watching Rat Race? Yeah, no, no. I'm, 
I'm okay with that because those movies at least make me feel something. (laughs) This movie makes me feel dead inside. Yikes. And I don't know. I like Rowan Atkinson. I do. Mr. Bean, I I love him. Johnny English, but he's just playing a knockoff Italian Mr. Bean with narcolepsy. I love John. Right, but I mean, yeah, I he's love John talking. Cleese. Absolutely adore him. This movie mm-hmm. needed more John Cleese. Like, if they had expanded on the weird gambling games that they were playing, which was about the only amusement that I got, and that was just a, a faint upturning of the lips, I I would have would have gotten more out of it. But I just I couldn't get this movie is. Everything I hate about movies. Wow. <laughs> I mean, even even the gambling that all of the, I guess, like millionaires or investors in the hotel are going to be. You're right. Like all the gambling games are like kind of in the background. I think the only one that they actually bring to the forefronts are the chocolate. Like who can guess the center of the chocolate candy? And when the hooker they, the uh, comes to the which- hotel room. I thought they missed a oh well yeah I guess so too. yeah the airplane Just scene an absolute great tie-in had wit when when Gleese go on go on when Gleese You're onto uh, had said oh like uh, tell the pilot you know that we're that we're all done and had Robert Hayes from Airplane gone all right I'll stop. It just just a little cameo. It would have been like, ah, the nod, the Robert Hayes from Airplane. That's that's what I wanted to see. So, uh, who who are who is it? Who am I or who are you? The Jackie Chan movie who we did for I? Patreon. Who am I? So like the what like the very beginning of the movie where he encounters the rally car woman and the guy's injured. He gets numb. He like his mouth, so he can't speak. And, like, right. that infuriated me for the 10 minutes. Like, it went on way too long. The tongue ring, the entire movie was just killing me inside. Like, like this, this movie shouldn't have had been dragging a, a cow through the air in a hot air balloon. It just should have been a dead horse that the cast was beating with sticks. I think when you when you look at, like, the antics of the overall group, uh, Vince, Vince Veloof and um, I'm trying to say what's his Seth, Seth Green. Green, Seth Green. I think theirs is the most like just random. It's so random with what they have to deal with and what they encounter and the whole cow thing. And I mean, it kind of made me laugh because I'm all like, hey, cow. And we just had, you know, top, top secret. secret. And then I realized Jerry Zucker, who directed Top Secret, also directed this film. So, Drew, I want you to give your um, why you picked this film, and then I will finish it with, because I also, like Jack, was a first-time viewer of this, and I will give my roundabout, which I believe (laughs) I will be kind of in the middle but a little bit on the soggier so side of the bread. Once so told like, me that Drew's gonna pick a movie <laughs> oh, that Jesus. makes me wanna blow out my brains. And that movie was episode 94. Was its name was Rat Race, and I wasted four hours of my life on it. So, Drew. That's what, that's what I should have done for an intro. I should have rewritten the lines to Sm- uh, Smash Mouth. Well, we can't all be all-stars, Drew. 
It's all right. The years stop coming and they don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. True. Okay. The year is 2001. It is my, it is, you know, my freshman year of high school. And this movie came out. And I don't know. I just, I kind of fell in love with it. I really love ensemble casts and I love humorous movies. Comedies are great. Horror is my favorite genre. But when you can have a good laugh, I very much just kind of like fell in line with this movie. You have such a great cast. John Lovitz, for me, is probably the funniest thing in this whole movie. John Cleese is great. Amy Smart is cute as a button. I mean, I wasn't kind of, I don't know. I wasn't really head over heels for Brecken Meyer in the in whatever his role was as Nick Shaker. I liked him in uh, Road Trip. Road Trip. He's good. With Amy Smart. Which he was in with Amy Smart. Tom Green. Cuba Gooden Jr. is funny in this movie. I think he's funny. But I don't know. I really just loved how you can kind of set aside any type of thinking. Go on. this film. And you go on. I think you can set aside any type of, you know, thinking for this film where you have to take anything seriously and you can just enjoy the nonsense that it is. See, I feel the same way about Top Secret, but this is like, it's It's like, it's It's like a choose your own adventure, but they chose the, they they chose the lower hanging fruit every single time. Right. There's no, but it's okay. So you, okay. It's like an homage to It's a Mad Mad World. Very homage. And then you also, again, uh, very homage, like almost like, yeah. a re- almost like a parody of it or like a, a, a remake of it. But you also, not only with this ensemble cast, you have like great little cameos. Like Gloria Allred, Kathy Bates. I love the fact that Wayne Knight picks up, you know, Rowan Atkinson's character and just drives him off. I just think it's such a funny, funny thing. And the, the key maker who, um, who steals the key and takes Seth Green and his brother... For a wild ride, he's um, he plays a, a blute bot. He plays like the best friend on on Grimm to the main character. So I recognized Dean him Kane? there as well. I, I, we'll we'll get in we'll get into yeah, that. Dean Kane. We'll get Superman. into the actors, but keep going, keep going. Okay, but again, you can set aside any type of like seriousness or thinking when you get to this movie. And as I as I usually say with certain films of this like quality, where you can just enjoy it, it is pure popcorn. It's pure popcorn and you can just enjoy it (laughs) or candy corn, candy corn, popcorn. So that's all it just really is. You don't have to like 100 percent enjoy it. And it's like Jack texted me the other night when he was all like, I'm trying to find some joy in this movie. And then I I can't. And I realized like, it's okay. It's only going to be 90 minutes, (laughs) two hours. And (laughs) and then he asked me straight up, he's like, do you actually find this funny or is it like nostalgia? And I had to honestly tell you, like, it's about 50 50. Like, I think purely it's nostalgia because I watched it quite a bit in, you know, in high school. But there are some spots that I genuinely laugh at. The, yeah. the only only chuckle I think I got from this movie was uh, was it John Lovitz when he crashes the car into the World War II vets and he's doing the Hitler thing <laughs> like that got oh, me a little bit, and then the the prostitute with the uh, you know Pepto Bismol hot tub and shave it in the buttocks. That was okay, but the meat of the movie, and those are just condiments. But the meat of the movie, I just I couldn't get anything out of it. Okay, and I and that's fine. Okay. I can accept that. So I Nathan. will land kind of somewhat in the middle of the two of you. I think that this movie had moments 
that caught me off guard. I was not. I, I was going going into it going, why are we not watching a Mad 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 World or The Great Race? Two of my like, I love 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 those movies. Mad 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 World is is good, but it has a lot of flaws too, and it's dated. Obviously, it's an old movie. Great Race, I think, is. Yeah. Just a amazing movie start to finish. It's long, though. So I'm kind of glad you didn't pick. I didn't really want to watch that twice yet. Uh, I think it's like two and a half, three hours. Like, it's, it's a long. Yeah. Um, I think that's about right. I think it's just over race, two hours, maybe. Had never seen it before. So there were moments that caught me off guard. And I honestly. Oh, no, yeah. I'm wrong. Sorry. And I. It's close to three I hours. I genuinely laughed. I had some good large chuckles that I, you know, oh, that that got me. There was a lot of moments, though, that did not make <laughs> me laugh. That they tried to make me laugh. The whole I Love Lucy bus, and maybe it's Cuba Gooding. The burning jacket, it goes into the toilet, they flush the toilet, the soap goes into the toilet, it floods the bus with soap, but then the next scene later, it's like that didn't happen. And the cross-dressing I Love Lucy is like, oh, we need to pull over. The latch is broken. But they don't even need to do that and because the bathroom's already fucked anyway. It doesn't make it sense. It just all resolves. Uh, it's, a- it's like an I Love Lucy episode. Well, I mean, like just any, like any sitcom, like if something bad happens in one scene, it's usually somehow rectified by either the end of the episode or in within a couple of scenes. You know what I mean? And they just kind of like move on. The biggest drawback from from this movie in my opinion is that it it can't even like remotely stick the landing there the ending is utter hot garbage trash flaming dumpster it's horrible i will agree with you 100 percent on the ending the ending seems incredibly forced and also it rather like smashes your mouth because it does <laughs> And considering that Smash Mouth came out with that album in 2001, and that's when it was really popular. And so, I mean, okay, so 20 (laughs) years ago, okay, so 20 years, and now uh, it seemed just more like a promotion for them to get money for that new album. It seemed, I, I agree with the ending. The ending seems off to me. It's like, well, we all we all met today and we decided to split the money. They're going to split the money. We're so going to share the money. The folks. lead up to it is is good. But they're OK. Yeah, we're going to donate this. And he's like, do it for mom. And like, like, whoa, 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 whoa. You have some hammer. There has been zero setup that their mother is even like remotely is dead is in their decision making at any so many loose ends. And there's very little resolution to any of these characters, I don't give a fuck what happens to them after this because I don't. They're so it they're not seems like John Lovitz has a gambling problem. Like you know, he's he's the, the kids freaking bonking to each other. He's like, oh, honey, oh, the kids need you. So you're not going to the but casino, are you? Oh no, I just had to stretch my leg. But they don't Ooh. follow up. And then he, he turns around and he. he like no, it, they don't. Go into that more. Like get some character development. I would agree. Into there's it. Ha- yeah, there's too much of the <sighs> stories that Nathan's right. They don't follow up with. Like we don't follow up with. Like if John Levitt's actually got you know 
or even if he was needing a new job, because if he was so excited about getting a new job and new money, you know, what's that for? Amy Smart, like, does she walk away with Brecken Meyer? Is that the beginning of a new relationship? Does, I forget, like Rowan Atkinson's character from Napoli, does he you know, continue his tour of the U.S. improving his English. Does that heart make it to the, to the, <laughs> to the right, transplant? So Rhode Atkinson's character. Expand on that more. Like, if he's got narcolepsy, have that be, and he's zany to begin with, and he's just sort of that, sort of that weird, you know, eccentric European. But, but use that, like, twice. like yeah, have, have him, like, fall asleep, but, like, every time he wakes up, like, something just happens to come along like that 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 like he that, punches that someone in the leaps face him in front of everybody else but do that multiple times and i think the weird scene with him on the train and he's like he gives the baby the key and then the parents think like they're he's fiddling with the baby's it's like oh oh i found it like no like that was the that was not the right decision to make like go a different direction and this is where the I wrong adventure here mad mad world does it right where they give each character a chance to get in the lead, feel like they're in the lead. The like the Laurel and Hardy, the Blaine and, and Dwayne character is was it like Mickey Mickey Rooney? Uh, no, it's uh, Mickey uh, Rooney. I gotta look it up. Yeah, hold on one sec. <laughs> hold on. You mean from It's a Mad Mad World? It's been a while That's since I've crazy. seen It's a Mad so Mad World. Was, I can't remember exactly who's all such in a good, it entirely, but. Good movie. Okay, yeah. It is. It's a, it's a good so movie. So Mickey Rooney and Buddy Hackett are the Bla- Blaine and Dwayne, and they're hilarious, especially yeah. because uh, you have Blaine and the guy from Gilligan's Island uh, that plays Howl. He's this, like, drunk pilot that blacks yeah. out drunk, and they're trying to fly the plane, and they're just like, Mayday! Mayday! Oh my god, we're all... And it's... It's just really good physical comedy from him in the back as the plane's going up and down. You could have had Rowan Atkinson, like, drive for Wayne Knight for a bit. Like, oh, I drive. Like, and Wayne Knight, like, tries to sleep, and then he falls asleep. Yeah, like a planes, trains, and automobiles type Something situation. In, but having him fall asleep twice really almost was like an afterthought. Like, oh, yeah, like. Once at the beginning, crap, and then once at the locker. should fall asleep. Like, I, although I think that kind of brings up to the fact that, like, he literally is, like, in last place and then somehow, you know, makes it all the way to first. Because how long is he asleep standing in the lobby? And I want to know how he falls asleep standing up. Can we talk but about he, he must be there for hours. The helicopter scene. They probably spent a lot of money on that. That was some real. They spent a lot of money on that. But that it's it to, was be, to be fair. Over I don't the think top. it's necessary. And yes, we, we are just. You know, uh, Top Secret was... I was going to say, coming just, from the guy just, that is just promoting Taylor Top Secret. But, but Top Secret, like, like it's supposed <laughs> to be stupid. Everything about that movie is stupid, but it, it so, works. So is this. It's, it it no! is supposed to be stupid. I, will get, I think this is just supposed to be, like, zany and fun. I think that's what it is. No, like, the, the rage, you know, the rage of her, like, you know, fly the helicopter at, like, treetop level after her boyfriend. Oh, and then she breaks the helicopter. Nobody saw that coming. It's like, oh, like, where's the fireplace and the parachute here? Wind, where's wind, chocolate moose? <laughs> chocolate moose. <laughs> and I'll miss you most of all, Scarecrow. The train! <laughs> uh, when, when Blaine and Dwayne are, when, like, the, the truck and the radio tower and it's starting to like climb up for a split second i laughed and i was like this is kind of funny and then 
again, it keeps going. Keeps going. And there's, there's no real payoff with it. They just steal cars, and then it's just kind of like whatever. Oh, we just well because because their whole motive is to get easy money. Like the, in the beginning, they tried to con the hotel by slipping on a shot glass, and they were that's how they were going to get their money. So now, like again, you're right. They're trying to steal cars. They're trying to make this easy on themselves, and it, it just it everything that they try keeps backfiring. And so I think that's kind of like the their the shtick with their specific characters. No matter what they do, everything is backfiring. And I think when they stop legitimately trying, I think that's when they kind of like are able to make their way forward. Who do you guys think that this film is directed towards? Like to towards to to young to teens? No, I would probably say it's it's more for people that at the time in 2001, I would say it's definitely directed probably more towards people who were like in their mid to early 20s, I think maybe, maybe even, uh, well, no, probably even their 30s, because you're looking at such an ensemble cast where you should recognize like who some of these people are. And I think especially like with people that are our age and even including Jack, you can recognize who some of these people are, especially where you have Whoopi Goldberg, who we would recognize growing up with and like her, Sister and, Act. Uh, what's her right? name? And, um, and Ghost. Najabi. Uh, or right. She was also yeah. in Sister Act. She was in Sister Act yeah. too, Right. So, I mean, I didn't necessarily recognize Barrick Meyer immediately. And then I started remembering like, ah, Road Trip, Clue or sorry, Clueless. And, you know, Amy Smart, Butterfly mm-hmm. Effect and other things like are just kind of coming back to me with her. I think with P- something like John Cleese, no one's going to recognize him unless they're a huge fan of like Monty Python, obviously. And so Amy Smart with her her hair uh, pulled back and she's got like the, the pop out ears. Mm-hmm. She kind of looked like an alternative universe uh, like like a female golem, like a what? like if you guys have seen Loki Loki what? yet, yes. like if they if they if they drop them down into a planet full of exiled uh, golems, like she would have been one of the golems. Not like at she'd all. Be she's quite all right. Um, I think she's just very attractive. friends and and butterfly effect. Like uh, she, oh, she I puts love it just on. friends. Uh, this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie. Her craziness doesn't like. It doesn't bode well to the attractiveness like her sitting down and having her drink while reading, you know, the book. That's fine. She She's cute there. But when she starts going like, you know, psycho ex-girlfriend crazy, I don't know. That's just it's a bit much. And again, it's so over the top, I think, to the point where Jack would agree, like it's over the top. It's done. Like, why are you continuing with this moment? This is not a moment that I f- full on enjoy with the film. There are other parts like Nathan said, like there are other parts that. Genuinely, the part that, where they laugh, uh, where Blaine and Dwayne <laughs> crash into the like monster truck, uh, like race, and they're just going, "Whoa, fuck! <laughs> what the fuck?" I'll admit, I was I was laughing at that because <laughs> they're like crawling because, over like, each other. <laughs> it was so such ludicrousy of oh yeah, they're just oh Jack I, is Jack is losing respect for us. <laughs> But at the same time, each character, I recognize, like I said earlier, that I don't care about them. I don't care really about anyone, like, the whole Whoopi Goldberg and her daughter, like, reconnecting. It's, again, they don't capitalize on any of the the 
the things they set up and they just kind of go, blah. But that's the point. I think that's the point. You don't have to care. You can just laugh and enjoy it. All right. So, and, and maybe maybe it's it's been some of the some of the things I've been watching lately, like like uh, Nicolas Cage and Pig, the Pig. Mm. You know, that's a thought-provoking movie. So it's good. saying the quiet part out loud about how what a lot of Americans are feeling right now that their job and the work they're doing, it's just amounting to shit. And uh, maybe we should just all go and get a truffle pig and live out in the woods and, and uh, be the better for it. Or uh, I watched Green Knight, The Green Knight, recently. Mm-hmm. There is so much going on that in that movie as far as allegory and metaphor. And it's just very, very thought-provoking. But then this movie comes along in the midst of these movies. And instead of like, all right, like, you know, let's get our critical thinking hats going on. Uh, you know, this is this is akin to art. And then put it on Rat Race where it's just like, like a fucking six-year-old with a twirly top hat and popsicle stains all over his face going, but that's oh, what this movie it, it um, is. I, I couldn't, I, I don't like that kind of movie. Like, uh, it, at least when it was top secret, like it's, it's got a point to it. Like they're the, it's tailor made. There are gags every scene and you know, a room full of props. Like it's, it's a joke, but I will give you this. this. Just, Comparing went on a rocket car. <laughs> the rocket car scene, please. The, the cartoon jiggly. <laughs> side by side with Top Secret, <laughs> this movie does come off lazy because they. I don't think you can compare the two like equally. I don't think it's an. I don't think it's a fair the, comparison. Yeah, it's like uh, was Zucker. it Jerry Zucker who made this? Huh. It's like Jerry, Jerry. Jerry Zucker. Yeah, it's like Jerry Zucker is the the lunch lady from uh, ha- no, uh, Billy Madison's. Like I made your boys some rat race, just like you like it, nice and sloppy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a fair comparison to do the two because they're they're two almost two different styles. Not even almost. I I think it's two very different styles of comedy. It's not like you would sit here and say like, let's compare Rat Race to Hot Shots. Or let's compare Rat Race to, like, Naked Gun, you know, 33 and a half. Because your brain still has to be turned on. And according to you, Drew, you just turn your brain off for this yeah, movie. I, think, I don't and think you have to. just let the images just get, just get shotgunned into your visual cortex. I don't cortex. think that you have to pay as much attention or even necessarily care about small details in this film where you can just sit back and re- relax and enjoy. That's all I think about it. I mean, again, 50% of me is nostalgia for this film. And fifty the other fifty percent are kind of like holding tight to but a couple Drew, of those scenes that I very much enjoy. The devil's in the details. The devil is in the details. Drew, we don't need to listen to Jack. He doesn't like Treasure Planet. I mean, <laughs> come on. Hey, Jack. Jack, I'm still here. <laughs> Gun kata. Nathan. Nathan gets it. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good song. It is. It is a good song. Thank you, Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> okay, so out of every actor that is in this film, who do you think actually like carried their role or th- or even their like part of their little sliver of the movie and did it well? John Lovitz. From, I was just about to say John Lovitz and that their whole little arc minus the like narcolepsy uh, like d- d- roofy. 
Uh, or sorry, okay. Yeah, the roofie. No, no, no. He, he lied to his family. He got him out of the hotel. They went in their car. They drove off. They even stopped at the Barbie Museum. He made his daughter shit out the side of their van. He got out of maybe, maybe got out of a ticket for having his daughter shit out of a van. And then they stopped at the Barbie Museum, stole Hitler's tour car, crashed, still made it, drugged them. <laughs> And then still made it to to Silver City, New Mexico. He he was on fire the entire time. But I wanted more like Hitler jokes where like the daughter like has to crap again. He goes, just do it in the car. Like, who cares? It's Hitler's and just more Are shitting you on Hitler's. This is Hitler's <laughs> car. <laughs> he hits his face and he's <laughs> that that part is really hey, Dad, dumb, look, but again. Look, I'm Mrs. Hitler. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there was no Mrs. Hitler. He had a mistress. Her name was Amber Braun. Oh, God. Uh, it's Hitler's harmonica, Dad. Don't worry. Put that down. You Don't put your mouth on it. You're driving his car. Yeah, but I'm not. But I'm not stuck on the dashboard. Stuck on the dashboard. <laughs> I did also really like the the like the Barbie uh, tour of the, with the Nazis. The and Barbie just the whole tour fish was so out of funny. water looks on their face of like, uh, it's like <laughs> Klaus Klaus Barbie, also known as the Butcher of Strasbourg. Not many people knew him. The Family Man, the Wine Connoisseur, the three-time ballroom champion, and I love Lovis's look is all like. Three times? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the double take was so funny. That's one of the moments that legitimately gets me. And I just, I love, I love when they're backing away. It's like, you're leaving the tour? Oh, well, <laughs> um, you see, we have a 430 book burning and um, <laughs> not for an, or a, I mean, or a, a christening for our, our non-Jewish family friends. You know who else actually does a pretty good job? <laughs> just a nice little sweet cameo twice. Gloria Allred. Don't move! Stay there! I saw the whole thing! I'll be right down! Oh, shit! Gloria Allred! <laughs> Gloria Allred! But just like, I saw the whole thing! Like, <laughs> You have to know, like, who Gloria Allred is. Although, I, I mean, know. it's pretty... who she is! It's, it's pretty self-explanatory that she's a lawyer, but... Like, how famous she was. I think people don't really understand, like, why, like, Gloria Allred is the cameo as, like, the lawyer who see, who saw everything. Jack is so yeah, done with this check it out. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, shall we move on to segments? No, no. I want to I wanna hear this. I want to <laughs> know who my friends are. <laughs> I'm looking at you two. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. We can move on because I'm just no, I'm just I'm no, just, no, just going to kind of do not gush. do it on my account. I'm in. I'm in four hours in this deep. I'm so in for let's this. finish it out. I think the only thing that like I could I still got two beers left. We we could ride this. We could ride this dragon out. I would I would very much agree. I mean, just to kind of like touch back again, like on the ending. I think the ending is crap. I'm not a fan of it. The kind of like setup and intro for the different families like coming into the hotel and like, I mean, Derek Meyer going to check out and saw Afro like, sluts, Afro horse, Afro sluts. So, <laughs> right there. I, oh. Why was so I thought that that was going to be the guy behind the guy behind him. Oh, no, but he checks in under his name. He says like, yep, that's me. And she prints no, I out know, his but, like, bill. Had he mentioned his name and the guy behind him goes like, actually, 
Yeah, I'm and, also Derek Meyer. <laughs> and that's what I thought the whole joke was because the guy behind him has a wife that has an afro. Yes! You mean the black woman who's like in the background when she hears the word two sultry soul sisters? But did you see her I look like go to the camera how from going funny like that the fuck been, did that woman had it say? Been like, oh that that was me. Uh, here, or, and like he just slips the credit card on the table. Like I'll take care of it. <laughs> Can we talk about the the credits intro? Man, oh, by the Bahaman? No, not the song. It was it was a fucking jam Even, jam yeah. The video. whole like front before cover oh. is a weird. Yeah, but I I, I I do get what Jack is saying. It, oh no no, it's more it's more like a. It's more looking like a caricature. Yeah, Jib Jab is pretty good. I'll give, I'll, I'll give you that. No, that's that is <laughs> no, what it, it is. is not. No, 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 no. I think, Jib, I think Jack, Jib Jack Jib is, is on the point. Worst. Jack is on point to say that, like the little, almost like uh, South Parkish, you know, cutout of the characters dancing around. It is like a Jib Jab. I agree with Jack there. <laughs> he has so much disdain for it's it. It's weird the people they picked <laughs> to be on the cover and the people they did not pick. To, so, like, Blaine is on the cover, not Dwayne. The, but not um, Dwayne. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg's daughter is not on there, but she is. And I get that they, they were like, oh, yeah, like. I think they're getting the more, like, top build people, though. That's really, I mean, like, who's going on the Cuba cover. Game Jr. on there. I mean, I'm just kidding. He. He, Who I, at the what? I just I don't like, like why would you either. not? I think that, and it's not even really that founded. I mean, I think he's fine. It's just uh, he's disappeared, and I I'm okay with that. Well, right, but you got to look back at like 20 years well, ago. Did, I, I, did he get like hashtag me? Oh, was he? I don't know. Yeah, I think he. I think he. You think uh, Tiger got me too? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, I, I, you know, I. I can differentiate. <laughs> Honestly, the the best thing that I think I've seen Cuba Gooding Jr. in was uh, the People versus OJ. Oh, that, uh, that was very. I, that was good. I loved him as OJ. Not gonna lie, he was not a Jerry. Great. Not a Jerry Maguire fan. That that's not gonna do it for you. Uh, that's right next to radio. Oh, uh, radio is pretty good. Have you seen a Murder of Crows where he's like a lawyer in New Orleans? I do. Think I have. Wasn't there a, a movie he was in um, where he was he was trying to become like a navy diver? Oh, a few uh, a few good men. No, 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 isn't it? Oh no, sorry, no, it's a, a few good men. No, right? no, it's not a few. No, 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 no. A few um, good men is I want the truth. Sorry, that is why I want the truth. Um, no, it, his is it's like uh, for honor. A navy di- men, is it men of honor? I it might be men, men of, of honor, honor. Maybe yeah, uh, yeah. But, but I, I don't like. Know. It. A Navy, yeah, it is Men of Honor. Like in Robert De- or Robert Downey Jr., um, uh, Robert De Niro is all like, a Navy diver never quits. And he takes one more step. A Navy diver knows his place, takes another step. And he's doing it all on a broken, uh, not even a broken leg, a fake leg, a fake broken leg. Men of honor. That's, a, that's a good movie, Jack. Good call. Thank you. Fake broken leg. It's a, it's a plot this movie is standing on. Fake Broken Leg will be the uh, name of my new cover band that we'll be playing at the <laughs> Lonely Coffee Shop. Hope everyone can attend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to segments before we... Segmentes! 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 Segment number one. Um, what are the uh, rules? There's only one rule. 
Are you ready? Here it is. There are no rules. Go! Donald Sinclair has made it perfectly clear to the contestants that they can do anything they want to gain the lead and win. In fact, he's counting on it. Have you ever cheated in any form of competition that ensured that you'd either place or win? Were you ever caught? And what was the prize if there was one? Who'd like to go? I'll go first. Okay. Um, Camp Keep, I was a counselor, and there was a competition every day to have uh, what they called Cabin of the Day. Cabin of the Day, you get to go first, you get to eat first, you know, just... You, you win the day, and you get uh, the special privileges. My cabin won three times... Not all of them were because we were the best cabin, but because other cabins may have been worse. They may have been sabotaged by me and my my lackeys. So day one is like kind of like the first day you're you're getting there. So it's not really no no competition that day. But like the next day, I told my kids I was like, listen, I like to be first to eat my food when it comes to camp keep. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> I live my whole life by that. <laughs> Second place is just first place loser. So I convinced them, hey, we're going to go line up. Like, in the morning, you all go line up and get ready for breakfast. I convinced my group to walk with muddy shoes in some of the other cabins of the boys. Nathan. So, and what they do is they go in and they inspect the cabins in the morning and they go, all right, like, the cabin of the day is going to be this, you know, because of all the good... Sabotage. So, sabotage a little bit on day one, you know, like, day day one. Day two, we we cheated at uh, the plant identification (laughs) game and we won cabin of the day again for the next day. And then day three, we were just, we just were on point. But those two first days, I definitely cheated, um, and I was, and I would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for those me- <laughs> no, uh, on the bus ride home. Those meddling kids. My kids spilled the beans. Like, oh yeah, like oh no, like that was us that did that, and they're like, well, like Nathan told us to do it. I was like, huh, ah, <laughs> <laughs> So. That's uh, but yeah, nothing crazy. But uh, three-time cabin of the day champ, sea otters. What what? <laughs> sea otters. Sea otters. What what? Hey, it's no blue barracudas or purple monkeys, but it's okay. We'll we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Oh man, I-, I had to think long and hard about this segment. It's going so back, many like, to choose from. <laughs> no, like I, I, I can't think of anything that stands out. And I was like, "Yeah, remember that time you cheated? Wasn't that good?" I like role playing. I don't cheat because that's sort of a hollow thing. Like the Death Star Drew from our the gaming group we met at, where he misinterpreted and and uh, and basically cheated his way. So every time he fired an arrow, every game, it was cheated. like a a uh, the Death Star was was uh, being being fired out of his his bow. Uh, and that pisses me off, so I don't do it. I, I couldn't think of a time where I I like obviously like 
cheated and then benefited from it or cheated in it like catastrophically everything went to hell. Uh, the only thing I could think of was when I sort of grifted a crowd of people, uh, but it was unintentional. Uh, and it was when I it was like the first year I was in Bakersfield that I'd moved from uh, Florida and I saw a flyer that a bar downtown, which I, I think is since I think it was Fish Lips. That's it's not not there anymore. Yep. I remember Fish Lips. Uh, and they had a, a Star Wars trivia tournament challenge. And, you know, now, you know, many years later, I understand that that's like a bar game and you get like a table of people. You get like a team of four people and that's your team. I have the mis- misinterpretation that this was sort of like almost like a Jeopardy type of a thing. So I went by myself because I didn't really know anybody. And I realize when I get there and I sit down at a table by myself that it's teams of four. Uh, and I'm like, well, shit. Uh, I've seen all the movies multiple times. I had read every, up until that point, I had read every single Star Wars expanded universe book. Uh, those were like popcorn to me. They're only like 350, 500 pages at max and you could just devour them. And I, I got third place by myself against a room full of like 12, 15 other teams of four people. And I remember they're like, and, you know, like Team team Yoda's Wrath or whatever fucked up name I had come up with. <laughs> and it was just me. And I got a lot of strange looks. And I was like, oh, I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Give me my prize. <laughs> Give <Thanks."> me my prize. <laughs> Thanks, but it, it wasn't really cheating. It was just it's just sad. <laughs> Which is how this movie makes me feel. Sad. You purposely like answer it wrong and then go, I know the right answer. I just I just don't want to win. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, but, but think about tables of like like if, if it was a table of just the three of us, we probably would have cleaned house. Probably. But it was just me. And it's like, here, here comes sad loader Star Wars boy. It's like, Go this, get your prize, bitch. Is this your first night here? Jack's like, yeah. Oh, okay. We've only been coming yeah, for 10 it. years. Yeah. Thanks. Right, well, what was the old website that you would print out directions to get to? MapQuest? I MapQuested how to get to this bar because it was that long ago. <laughs> And printed out directions to put this bar in downtown Bakersfield. <laughs> oh my god! Kind of like Jack. Like I, I don't necessarily want to be cheating at something like like D and D. That's not that's not my you know. That's dirty pool. Dirty that's, pool, that's, as that's Hank Hill would say. Yeah. Um, however, I I will fully admit that uh, one time during like a, an an F and M, a Friday night magic, I um. I, I kind of stacked the deck. How? More importantly, when I when I well, okay, so I uh, it's when you it's when you cut the deck, and um, there's the way that like I would like draw a card and I would shuffle and I would know that like the card that I'm putting on the bottom I could like slip back up and cup in my hand and put it on the top, and I would offer the cut to my opponent, and most of the time they tap. If I knew the opponent, especially if I had if I had drawn before, they would just tap it. If I knew that they were a tapper, you I could I could uh, salty get a card. Oh, he's a tapper. 
Now, I did not do this I've often. I've never played I just, Magic with you. I did ever. a few times. <laughs> never, and ever. only once. You could play. You. I think only once did it ever even benefit me, and I got like third place that night. So yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not proud of that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a good thing. But I don't know. <laughs> that's 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 one of my cheating stories. All right, segment number two. These are nice. These are nice. I'm winning. I'm winning. This cast is fabulous with their hilarity and antics. The characters are great in their own way, and the movie is very quotable. And the cameos are even great, and are even great too. You are now in a race for two million dollars. You have one character from a comedic film that you get as your partner for this race. Whom do you pick? And I kind of put as a stipulation. Remember, it's just the character, no other factors. Meaning, like. If it's the if it's like Jim Carrey in the mask, you don't get like the mask's special powers or stuff like that. Oh, I misread that slightly, but that's okay. That's and, okay. and if you misread it, I'm sure that I mean it's fine because I also didn't come back and like try to clarify that part for you guys. So um, my and I, my first instinct, which goes against the, the spirit of the segment, but uh, I did shoot it down. My first instinct was uh, Trimaxian from 1986's Flight of the Navigator. Uh, just take the, sh- take the ship. That's too easy. That's, <laughs> that's too, too easy. easy. That's too easy. So, Silver City. Uh, ah. We're going to stick with 1986, and we're we're going to go with Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Yeah, uh, he's got a great personality, a shoulder-mounted laser cannon to destroy or disable my opponent's vehicles, and in a pinch, he can be used as temporary transportation if my own vehicle gets crap craps out or gets disabled. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> input. Need input. Yeah, we're going to get $2 <laughs> million dollars with an input robot. Let's do this. Johnny Five is alive. Uh, mine, mine was Johnny not. Five. Uh, mine was more for the comedic. Because this movie is, uh, you know, filled with like comedian and, and not as many serious actors. Um, I went with uh, Baba Gadoosh of... Of Wedding Crashers, Vince Vaughn's character, because I think that him and I would be a very good uh, banter back and forth. Uh, I'd be as Luke Wilson. Um, you know. Now this is what we're going to do, Nathan. We're going to go out there. We're going to find some ladies. We're going to get their first cars. Asian. Find a bachelorette party. Get their cars. We're going to say, hey, ladies, we're going to take you to the bar. All expenses paid. Drop off the ladies. Take the car. Run for the money. I don't have any fluids <laughs> You left. lock it up. <laughs> but... You... <laughs> I also know that Vince Vaughn's character can do a lot of the slapsticky type humor as well with like his acting in Four Christmases, Dodgeball, or and even in Wedding Crashers when he takes the hit from the uh, the football. Like, if I had any air in my lungs, I'd scream at you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah. So Vince Vaughn's character, <laughs> Baba Gadoosh, I'm saddling my horse next to him. Okay. I don't know why, but this kind of like just came to me and I know it's probably not the best choice, but it made me sincerely laugh, but I'm just sticking with it. I'm taking Junior from Problem Child because I, for one, see him causing so much destruction and antics that I can clearly get away and and have him, you know, like hop in the car as they're like trying to put out a fire or trying to figure out like 
what happened? Who blew up the car? And then Junior's just like po- poking his head out the back seat of the car as we drive away after we siphon some gas and we're heading straight to Silver City, New Mexico. Or if, you know, he can play like the homeless kid who is all like, we need we just need some money. I told please. you, don't call me Junior. <laughs> Junior, <laughs> I can't believe what you did. So I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, problem child. I think that would just be funny. I think it would work well. But that's just me. All right. I like it. Segment number three. She said you are just like the 12 disciples. All the contestants sort of step in it when they crash into the Smash Mouth concert for the Feed the Children charity event. Force guilting them to give up the two million dollars for a good cause. You now have two million dollars. What charity are you giving your cash to and why? I'll go last on this one because I I really went down the rabbit hole on this one. That's fine. I'll go first. So I will uh, very much be giving my $2 million uh, to something that's uh, that's pretty close to my heart. So when my best friend had brain cancer, uh, one of the places that really like took care of him and where he had to be in a home away from home was in the Ronald McDonald house in L.A., and so I would I would definitely be giving the two million dollars to the Ronald McDonald House because they they definitely made him and his mom uh, at the time feel safe. And that uh, that 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 meant more to me than a lot of things. So that was that's important. And I would give two million dollars to the Ronald McDonald House. I, too, would give two million dollars to the Ronald McDonald House. That was actually no joke. My my pick four million dollars to the wrong because house. Oh, so, McDonald. I I had firsthand experience with them when I when Daxton was first going to CHLA a lot. The getting a hotel, you know, it's just it it adds up quick. Um, you're doing multiple nights, and the Ronald McDonald House was right there. the The way that they do like their like family kitchen style, just everything awesome amazing organization that i've seen lots of charities that have come and go or like fundraisers that don't pan out or the money all of a sudden disappears i can see everything that ronald mcdonald house puts into those organizations the the volunteers that work there and it is in my opinion top notch and it's well deserving in my opinion of of a $2 million bump to, to buy another building for them or something, you know, they're, they're awesome. All right, Jack, take us down the rabbit hole. All right. Uh, so checking out at like Vons or Albertsons and they're like, would you like to donate $5 to hungry children? Or sometimes you go on Amazon and you just want to buy like a dog toy or something or a, or a book. Mm-hmm. It's Amazon. And they're like, oh, here's a, would you like to donate to charity? I don't like that because I don't really know where the money's going. And you guys have real world examples of we've seen this in action. This is what it would do. Closest thing I could come to would be like a hospice. But, but then I, but that's, it's still good. It's still noble. But I was thinking, um, 
that I wouldn't. I, I would take the $2 million uh, and use it to build a sort of like a dynamic community center. Hmm. Think of like a combination between a library, cafeteria, like a Funland style arcade, uh, and like a sanctuary. Uh, have the school bus drop the kids off after school and they get all their homework out of the way. Have a tasty snack and have a safe and low-cost way to provide childcare. Because childcare, like, for our two kids to have, like, drop them off before school, drop them off after school. For two kids, like, that's $900 a month right now. Yeah, And that's, that is, that's insane. Especially when you see the setting and like what you're paying for, like that's that's too much. So like a place where the kids could do their homework and get rewarded with you know time on the go kart track or a cup full of tokens to use in the video game arcade. They could check out books and use them like a punch card for rewards. Uh, read the Rats of Dam, Gary Paulson's Hatchet, or a Babysitter's Club book and tell me what you liked or disliked. Use that as a currency for extra tokens, track time, batting cage time. Or fun bucks to buy sweets and ice cream in the cafeteria. At nights and on the weekends for adults and parents, a place to come for free legal advice, help with taxes and budgeting. Cooking classes in the cafeteria on how to make easy, fun, and nutritious meals so those people rely less on fast food and takeout. Free medical clinics on the weekends to check blood pressure and blood glucose, which are are really indications of, hey, you really need to see somebody. Mm -hmm. You can't ignore this anymore. Substance abuse classes, counseling services for children and adults that are having a hard time. Courses for things like swimming lessons, first aid, and English as a second language. Clubs for woodworking home improvement, or a beginner's intro in Dungeons & Dragons. The $2 billion would get this place off the ground. It would rely on donations of both money and manpower by volunteers and experts within the community. Uh, annual fundraising events and staggered and a staggered fee system for childcare. Low income would be free, with small monthly fees for those who can afford it without paying near as much for traditional before and after childcare. Uh, before and after school childcare. A place that would encourage the community to donate to a place right their own town that is making a visible difference rather than a sort of a faceless mega charity. Uh, A place where children from different races and religions and incomes can interact and get to know each other. You know, hold annual festivals celebrating different heritages. Come down this weekend for the Greek or Italian festival and have a gyro or a sausage and pepper sandwich. Come celebrate breaking the fast with your neighbors that might celebrate Yom Kippur or Ramadan. Uh, in the autumn, have a beer and a, and a brat for Oktoberfest. And in the spring, enjoy a Friday night fish fry with your Catholic neighbors, even if you go to temple or wear the metal bangle of a Sikh. Like, just, that that would, I think that's a like a, like a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I really, I really, I really went down the rabbit hole on this one. I was like, $2 million and I, I couldn't use it. I just don't want to give it away and trust other people with it. I would right. want to see it through and watch it make a difference in my own community. Yeah. So you're, um, you're and maybe the... bring people, bring people together because yeah. I think like if, if we could get everybody in the same room with some, some Oktoberfest beer and some prop for us, like a lot of differences could be solved. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, that's my story folks. The ultimate rec center, the ultimate Y like YMCA. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like that a lot, Jack. That's nice. It it reminded me a lot of Patch Adams. But again, I think that we need that in this world. And we need 
like something like that would be we need more of it yeah yeah i think i think more of it yeah i mean like there's not to say that there isn't like aspects of like going out and like giving to the community but i think a lot of places like rec centers ymcas or community centers like I think that they're not necessarily being as frequented as much, or at least as much or as attention a, is, a going, is going to them. To right. Yeah. Like that's for poor people. No, it, it could be for it's a community center. It's it for, can be for anybody. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Well, Jack, do you have a Patreon special? <laughs> this is the uh, Patreon Toochline Suicide Hotline. Uh, if, if you, if you, and I, I think the last time we did something near to this, it was for reanimators. Uh, I could be wrong, but, uh, if, if you are, are sitting in your home and you've been, you've been scrolling through boobies for a half hour and you're like, rat race sounds good. Call the Tooch line, uh, 661-376-0030. Leave, leave us a message. I will recommend a whole host of other movies to get you through this difficult time in your life because nobody should have to settle for rat race. Wow. Oh, the look on Drew's face. <laughs> it's so long suffering. <laughs> it's all right. I'll probably get twice the shit for my next movie pick. It'll be fine. I don't think so. I think your next movie pick is fine. I like it. We'll see. I'm just kidding. All right. All right. So now we'll come. We'll come to the uh, the moment that I think is. Uh, I, I think it's pretty much going to be unanimous across the board with everyone's guesses as to what individually we're all going to say. I will flat out give Rat Race a three and a half out of five. It's not perfect, but the parts that I am nostalgic for and the parts that I genuinely laugh at, I will downright laugh at, and I appreciate. The effort that the ensemble cast puts out, especially actors like John Cleese and John Lovitz. If I were to give out five keys, I would snap three of them and give out only really two working keys to the locker. This is, so two out of five. This movie is not. Um, you gave it less than fifty percent. You gave it more. <laughs> you gave it more. <laughs> Of course I gave him more. I fucking picked uh, the movie. <laughs> rightly so, rightly so. It, again, it's not a great movie. Not a I mean it's no not it's no knock knock Nathan. No, not at all. <laughs> you bitches! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, giving away my money won't bring your money back. No, okay, anyways. Won't no. Bring back your honey. <laughs> um but yeah, it, it's it is what it is. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, so if I, if, if I was a character in Rat Race, <laughs> I'd want to be uh, Rowan Atkinson's uh, Enrico Polini. I'd like to fall asleep in the middle of the street and wait night just to kill me uh, so that I could, I could fall deep and sweetly into death's sweet embrace and not have to see this movie ever again. I give it zero <laughs> stars and may God have mercy upon my soul. Oh my god! Wham! Is that like the first set of zeros that you've given something? I think so. This movie was a lot of firsts. It, it, it Band of Brothers, a day of firsts. Okay, day of firsts. That's why they gave us ice cream. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not a Quaker. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no son All of right. Abraham. Eat that joke. Well, let's see. 
coming up, we're going to be having uh, Jack hit us up with his... Serial killer! Serial killer? Serial killer. Serial killer. And then I do believe, Nathan, since yours will be falling into October along with mine... I believe occult horror might be appropriate to occult do. Occult horror it is. Mm. And then around October 20th, guys, I'll be bringing you slasher horror. Mm. So we'll get the we'll get the horrors out of the way, and well, you never want to get the horrors right that, out of the way. But uh... <laughs> and then after that, do we have? I think we're are we dipping back into the Patreon? We we could we uh, could dip I, back I in the Patreon. I would like to get my cerebral science movie in we in just, either we can just move on. just around no, no, in no, the we October can, we can move on. the autumn area Be- before yeah, Thanksgiving. We can move on. Yeah, yeah November third, you can get your cerebral science, and then seventeenth will be Jackson. Uh, I'll be coming back around with uh, December first, and December first, folks, mark your calendars because that is episode. 100. Did you plan this? I did not plan this. I did not. Don't wait for the translation. Answer me now. <laughs> how, could I, how could I have planned it? Because we had to have Mario suddenly come in and, you know, give his movie. Oh, it wasn't. Yeah, no, no way it was planned. Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Mario, you right sell us through? Did you just reinvest the Patreon money into Patreon and make up and you were like, oh, let's play some, uh... Eh. He bought, he bought the boys Mario have been talking about that guard. Nintendo Switch no. a lot lately. Ah, I don't, Mario! I don't, to, I don't need to, like, repurpose Patreon funds. I already put enough of my own money here in here already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think we have a pretty good lineup coming up for uh, Real Fills, and I'm super excited for it. Uh, however, agreeing... Uh, to a new venture just before we recorded, guys. We all kind of collectively agreed we're going to slow down on the what are you watching. We're going to we're going to take that down to once a month, which is fine because I think us, you know, getting together and collectively just saying like, hey, how's how has your month been? What have you been watching over the month? What have you been reading over the month? And especially within that time, Jack and I can easily finish a book, maybe even like a whole TV show. Nathan could get past the uh, the prologue. He could read the back of the shampoo and the conditioner bottle. And the conditioner <laughs> bottle. Hey, slow it down, though. Slow it down. Slow, slow it down. Halfway through it's the shampoo. Plus. It's both. It's both. It's a two-in-one. It's two-in-one. I'm one. just going to wait for the moment that, like, Nathan blows up at us and just... <laughs> I'm sick of fucking reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, but guys, if you want to get in contact with us, you can always hit us up on Facebook and Instagram to search for the Real Feels Podcast. If you want to talk to us up on Twitter, we are at Real Feels Pod. Please send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. Or more importantly, as Jack already had mentioned for the Patreon, you can call the Tooch line. Tooch, 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 Just call out the Tooch, and you know wherever we are, we'll cover on it. Yeah. So if you want to call the Tooch line, guys, 661-376-0030. By all means, call the Tooch line, call us up, say hi, give us some movie recommendations. If you want to give your thoughts on Rat Race, if you want to, you know, just 
I don't know. Tell us a joke. Tell us a dirty joke. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you got to do is call. Jack will be coming out with his new singles album later this spring. <laughs> and we'll be there, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like you again. Jack's voice is the uh, his new uh, come and knock on our door. Uh, the, no, I, I like that. I like he's that. He's the official like intro song for uh, for what are you watching now? It's the best ensemble music we've ever had. And <laughs> this has been going on for years. Hey, we're, we're getting close to uh, wrapping up four years. You know, come February, we'll start year five. Oh, God. Somebody, mm. somebody could have graduated with a degree that time, but we're just fucking around with rat race. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, <laughs> Well, guys, we thank you for joining us. And by, by all means, join us next time in two weeks time where we will have Jack's serial killer genre. It's not what you think it is, <laughs> but it meets oh. the requirements. It does meet the requirements. I would agree. It's an older, it's an older code, but it does but check it, but out. It checks out. I was about to pass out. them. <laughs> Shall I hold them? <laughs> so, guys, thanks for joining us. And as always, remember... You're the realist. And the feelist. The world is gonna roll me. Good night.